Hello, Peter Goodwin here again with audio news from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And I've just been getting some close insights into what it's like to be blind. For 24 hours, the London School's Hessen Razavi volunteered to lose his sight temporarily, but to carry on his normal work and activities, with a little help from his friends. The idea was to raise awareness about the need to prevent children from going blind all over the world. I went down to Goodenough College in London, where Hessem lives, to meet up with him at 8 o'clock in the evening, just before he put on his blindfold. The event that we've got planned is called Blind for Blindness 2008, and it basically involves myself being blindfolded for 24 hours, and more or less being blind, or getting to experience what it's like to have no sight for 24 hours. I don't... Uh, I don't intend this to come across as me experience or stepping into the shoes of a blind person as much as drawing attention to childhood blindness. So that's my real aim, is to raise awareness about childhood blindness. Why is it important to raise awareness? Is this not something that's self-evident? Not so much in this society, I don't think. Childhood blindness isn't particularly common in the UK. It's much more common in developing countries. And that's, what I, that's the point that I really want to make that child blindness happens in developing countries and is often very easily preventable if only there was more awareness, more political will and more resources channeled in that direction. There's a horrible statistic that uh, up to about 60% of blind children uh, die within two years of being born blind or going blind from the conditions that cause their blindness. Um, now, in a few minutes, you need to put on your blindfold because it's approaching 8 o'clock here at Goodenough College, where you live in the middle of London. Mm -hmm. But uh, what are the preventable causes of blindness that you'd really like something done about? Sure. Well, it depends a lot on where you are in the world, but some of the causes uh, include things like trachoma, which is an infection of the eye. Um, and trachoma is <clears throat> quite easily preventable through simple things like a good water supply, good hygiene measures and access to cheap antibiotics. Then there's things like vitamin A deficiency, which happen in places where there's inadequate provision of vitamin A in the diet. Very easily preventable through vitamin A capsules, which cost under 20p, so a single capsule can save a kid's sight. Then there's things like childhood cataract, which can severely uh, impede vision, but actually can be fixed quite easily through a quick uh, and cheap operation. OK, well, it's now time to go and get the blindfold put on, so uh, lead the way. So we're inside the building now, and uh, the time is approaching. You're about to have your blindfold put on. Yeah, hi, yeah. I'd just like to introduce you to Mr. Paneet Sale. He's another master student at the school, and, and he's my guide for the 24 hours. Right, so Paneet, what's your role going to be over the next 24 hours? Well, uh, pretty much ensuring has some safety. So uh, in terms of traveling to school, any help that I can offer at home, taking care of Hesim's daily activities, but as much as possible, we want Hesim to do as much as he can himself, but in the interest of safety, have somebody around to be able to guide him around when walking and those things that you do need help with during your day. So literally, Hesim is going to be eating his dinner without being able to see, perhaps for the first time in his life. Well, for the second, but pretty much it's, it, it is a new experience. We went to the, um, the restaurant Dans le Noir um, two nights ago to experience a, a, a meal without, with no sight. With no they meal. had a dress rehearsal. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it like? Scary, really scary at first. And it's a very new experience to not be able to see your food. Simple things like you don't know whether you've done your plate or not. Okay, well, let's go ahead. And whenever you're ready, um, I'll just uh, stand and watch, see what happens. Now we're walking into the refectory and uh, 
It's all going to happen here. So, Puneet, what's happening now? Oh, well, we've reached 8 o'clock, so it's time to put the blindfold on and let the fun begin. Okay, now this blindfold is a little bit like the sort you get on an airplane when you go to sleep. Is exactly it exactly the, the same? It's exactly the type you would get on an airplane. There you go. Right, that seems a perfect fit. Uh, can you see anything now? No, I can see absolute pitch dark. We're here in the class now, your morning class here. Yeah. It's a, a class of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Now you're coming towards me, you can't see a, a no, thing, so follow my voice. voice. I'm going to clear the way okay. towards me. We go towards the door. If you go to your left a little yeah, bit, yeah. left another, another half metre, okay. and then now walk towards me, there's yeah. a straight line, okay, so and you can't see, there's, there's a seat on your right, that's yeah. it. Uh, okay, let's stop here. Uh, Hessem, yeah. um, how, first of all, was the trip to work this morning? Uh, what was it like negotiating the traffic and the pavements from Good Enough College over here to the area of the London School of Hygiene? Uh, it was actually really interesting to listen to all the sounds and, uh, you know, feel the sun on my face because it's quite sunny out there today. It's very, very busy. It's the busiest area that we've walked in and probably the quickest pace because we're a little bit used to it now. Um, but without, I was with a couple of people, I was with one of my friends, Panit, and one of my classmates, Abdul. Without them, it would have been absolutely impossible because crossing the road several times, I could hear trucks and cars approaching, and that's really scary. So, Panit, what was it like this morning? Oh, it's, uh, uh, well, it's pretty stressful at times, uh, making sure that there's no cars coming, and where we're not always used to waiting for the little green man to cross the road, where we need to ensure that we, do, that we did today. And what about the meals? You had dinner last night and breakfast this morning. Did that go well, Hessem? Yeah, it went okay. It, it goes okay for the most part. You've got to be careful to, not, to try and not spill on yourself. And also, it's really tempting to try and use your hands, whereas in reality, a blind person out in a restaurant or in public can't use their hands. So made a real effort to use cutlery, but it's not always easy. Can you both tell me about the organisations involved with this? There's a few initials here, the IAPB, the ICEH and Vision 2020. Yeah, sure. That, well, uh, ICEH is the International Centre for Eye Health. That's the department here at the London School of uh, Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And they, they're uh, a World Health Organisation centre for uh, international prevention of blindness so they're sort of they're mainly a research center um, the other groups that are involved with this particular project are uh, Vision Basics Limited Vision Basics Limited is a rehabilitation company it's a frontline company that works with disabled people to allow them to become more independent so they're the people that have actually trained, uh, trained us uh, for this event um, the other groups that have been involved are the Donlanoi restaurant, which uh, kindly hosted us on Friday night and gave us gave the whole class an experience of a meal in the dark, um, and then obviously the CBM, which is a big international NGO which works with disabled people. So your aim in conducting this initiative called Blind for Blindness is what? The aim is firstly to raise funds for CBM. I mean, it's, it's essentially a sponsorship event and linked to that is to raise the awareness of childhood blindness. 
as a global problem. Uh, so people can sponsor us uh, for the 24 hours that I'm spend that that I'm blind by emailing icehorg at iceh.org.ac.uk. But it is a huge problem, though, with uh, I think something like half a million children going blind every year, and many of these are in the developing world. Uh, that's right, yeah. I, uh, st- statistically, a child goes blind every minute. So over the 24 hours that I'm blindfolded, about a th- over a 1,000 children will be either go blind or be born blind in the world. And um, the vast majority of that blindness does happen in developing countries. Uh, and, uh, you know, over half of it might be, is, is preventable through. And the good thing about eye care is that the interventions are some of the most cost-effective in all of medicine. Well, more from Hessem Razavi and his friend Puneet Sale in a minute. They're in a class with other eye specialists from all over the world studying at the London School of Hygiene's International Centre for Eye Health. I asked the course leader, Professor Claire Gilbert, what are their aims? The students are attending a study unit which is called Vision 2020 and Vision 2020 is a global initiative of the World Health Organization and an umbrella organization called the International Agency for the Prevention of Blindness and the goal of Vision 2020 is to eliminate avoidable blindness worldwide by the year 2020. And, and what are the facts about avoidable blindness? The facts are that globally at least 80% of people who are blind are needlessly blind because they are blind from conditions that could have been entirely prevented or they're blind from conditions that can be treated to restore sight. And and what are the leading conditions that cause blindness? The leading conditions are cataract and cataract is a cause of visual impairment and blindness across the world and almost 50% of blindness is due to cataract. The second most important cause of blindness and visual impairment, and by that I mean less profound levels of visual loss, are refractive errors or uncorrected refractive errors. That basically means people just need a pair of of spectacles. Other very important causes where we know what to do and where their cost-effective interventions include uh, onchocerciasis and trachoma and many of the blinding eye diseases of children. Cataract and refractive errors basically need eye care services with trained personnel. They need to have all the necessary consumables and equipment. And this is one of the areas where Vision 2020 has really brought very broad consensus on what is needed in terms of um, trained personnel, the number of eye doctors you need per million population, what is the minimum essential equipment they need, and also the consumables that they need. For um, example now, cataract surgery, the cloudy lens of the eye is removed in an operation that takes about three minutes, and a small plastic lens is put back inside the eye called an intraocular lens. These cost $2 now, and the person's sight is restored immediately the following day. Uh, So these are the the major treatable causes of blindness. You are training healthcare professionals here at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. What are the take-home messages of all of this? It seems that blindness can easily be prevented. Certainly that that 80% that's avoidable can very easily be 
well not easily because things are always more challenging but there are cost-effective solutions which many of them are sustainable and I think also there is now increasing body of evidence which shows that women make up almost two-thirds of people who are blind and that poverty is both a cause and a consequence of blindness so investing in eye care also does a lot not only to improve the quality of life of people, of individuals, but also their families and the broader society as well. Um, and the economic argument uh, is now becoming stronger and stronger as, as more evidence of that is becoming available. Claire Gilbert, Professor of International Eye Health at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. So, during the whole of one day, Hessam Razavi took part in Claire's course, just as he would normally do, but without the advantage of being able to see. As it approached eight o'clock in the evening, I went back to meet him at Goodenough College, and I wasn't quite prepared for what I found. He was feeling the strain. Hessam, we're walking into the Churchill Rooms here at Goodenough College, where you've been doing all of this. Uh, was it easy walking over here? Um... It's, well, I can't say it's easy. Uh, I can say that it's easier in environments that I'm more familiar with. Now, you just negotiated a door very successfully, yeah. and we've come into this beautiful room. Yeah. Um, are you slowly becoming more confident walking around without being able to see? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think I'm getting better at visualizing spaces and imagining where I might be in relation to my surroundings, but it's becoming uh, more and more difficult my tolerance is starting to run out, to be honest, because it's actually uh, quite an unpleasant, stressful experience the more time goes on. So I went into the Churchill room at Goodenough College with Hessam and Puneet, and a whole group of friends and colleagues were there, ready to ask them about the day's experience. For one thing, what was it like for Puneet to accompany a blind person for the day? It was really, really is it's 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 draining in some ways but a lot of it I'm not sure I'm not sure how much help I can give and what I'm supposed to give just because of the way Hassam is Hassam's not he's like not that he's not independent on a regular basis he's he really really likes to do everything himself and so it's even more difficult in these situations where we're like we did this kind of today where on some some areas that were familiar some hallways that were familiar you can take it yourself and i'm i'm here if you have any questions but you like you're familiar with these stairs you're familiar with this route whatever it is so take this route yourself and we'll we'll just kind of go a little slowly and talk through it and it was it was really interesting that way but it's difficult because he's really like he's dealing with the physical stress of it because it's actually hurting him and just the mental what you're going through with how are how's everybody reacting what's going on around me the first thing that Hassan did which I found was really interesting was he asked each of us what we were wearing just so we could he like he could put together in his head a, a mental picture of what's around him and who's around him so that was really interesting to start it off listening to Puneet and Hassan I realized for myself just what a profound experience it had been for them how much more, I wondered, must it be for someone permanently blind? Clearly, if most children with vision-threatening illnesses can have the threat of blindness lifted from them by some simple medical procedures, it's really important to get this knowledge out into the world, and in particular into the developing world, where it's least available and where the risks seem to be greatest. But now the time had come. Puneet prepared to remove the blindfold from Hessam. She's back, so 
Ready to go? Yep. Yep. Take them off. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. It's really bright, and it's actually a little bit painful. Just give me a couple of moments. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I thought I was over there. <laughs> wow. That is intense. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Someone, someone told me today, I was, speaking to, I was speaking to someone who works for a radio station uh, for RNIB, which is the Ra uh, Royal National Institute for the Blind. And he said, uh, people who have done this in the past, I, I wasn't aware, but he said people who have done this in the past get very emotional through the process. And uh, when I spoke to him, I didn't actually feel that emotional, but as, as the day has gone on, I've been feeling it a lot more. So uh, I, I can't even imagine what it's like for people who really lose their sight. Can't be easy. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs>